Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. My guest today is Christina Ward, a corporate lawyer turned professional wedding photographer. I think Christina's experience with law school and navigating her early law practice is going to be very relatable to a lot of people. The combination of being young and coming up against an entrenched system can leave you feeling pigeonholed. But Christina allowed herself to pursue her side interest in photography, and that's led to a thriving business that she's been running for over seven years. Hi, Christina. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Um, So uh, why don't we just jump right in and let me know what took you to law school in the first place? Oh, gosh. Uh, barely passing organic chemistry? Is it <laughs> undergrad? <laughs> That's so funny. I was just having a conversation with another lawyer friend about that exact class. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, you know, my path to law school is definitely the stereotypical. I, I think maybe wanted to be a doctor, but couldn't hack the coursework. So went for what seemed like the softer advanced professional degree route. Uh, so yeah, I changed my major from biochem to poli sci um, and went down the pre-law path when I was like a junior. And never looked back. But it had been really my childhood dream to be a doctor. I wanted to be an OBGYN my entire childhood. Like I was like the creepy nine-year-old girl that was like, I'm going to be a gynecologist. (laughs) Um, So it was was tough to sort of abandon that dream. And I think I still have moments where I kind of wonder, like, what if I just stuck with it? But yeah, no, I kind of – and I was already – I came by it honestly, though. I was a speech and debate nerd in high school. And yeah. pretty politically aware and involved as a college student. Um, so kind of going for that uh, legal advocacy type route was a pretty easy pivot for me in the end. Yeah. So did you take any time off between college and law school? One year. Yep. I worked for a year actually as a nanny ah. uh, for a really nice family in Los Angeles. And they had a newborn and they were both attorneys at big law firms. I sort of, I sort of totally coincidentally, and I was applying yeah. to go to law school to sort of gap year earning money. Um, I had, I had a boyfriend in Los Angeles at the time that I was sort of figuring things out with. Right. And um, I ended up getting into the law school across the country and decided to go and t- things did not work out with the boyfriend. And <laughs> I went to give my notice to the family I'd been nannying for, for about 15 months. And they kind of looked at me like a gog kind of with this. So, you know, you've worked for us for over a year and you know that we're both attorneys and we have this infant and you actually want to have this life. (laughs) (laughs) I know it comes up so often that people have been warned off of law school, yet we just, you know, generation after generation of us just keep on going despite the warnings. And it was crazy. I mean, she was doing like an IP trial, you know, while she had, you know, a six month old, you know, and I was just like, but I was so young and naive and I was like, oh, it won't be like that for me. You know, know. so they sort of laughed. They definitely both laughed though. when I told them I was leaving to go to law school and kind of pursuing that. They were like, okay, don't say we didn't warn you. I know. Sometimes you just have to go down the path for yourself. So, well, did you like law school? Not really. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I 
I had a different locks. I mean, I, I don't know how much my experience really is really unique. I moved from California to the Boston area for law school. I did not know a soul. I, I uprooted my whole life to go to grad school. I arrived in Boston with all of my worldly possessions in two suitcases, did not know a person, had signed a lease on an apartment, sight unseen with roommates I'd never met, and yeah. just kind of showed up to my first day of classes, just kind of like, hi, new friends. Hello, new right. world. <laughs> yeah. So it was, and I was super young. I was about, I was 22 years old. Right. So it academically, I did enjoy law school. I mean, I, I enjoyed yeah. the coursework. I really loved my school. I had amazing professors. I did make some great friends, but it was a strange time for me, just sort of socially, like kind of just figuring out a whole new world and kind of jumping from friend groups. And I don't know who else had the experience. Probably the younger law students uh, could relate to mine, but it was, you know, it was a little social dynamics of law school were a little hairy. Um, and I got a little yeah. caught up in that um, and had a mixed experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely be hard. It's also sort of jumping in. You are so young and then you're in this very serious environment with sort of big time professional goals on the table right away. And it's kind of a weird juxtaposition from like, just kind of, you know. Yeah. It's a real fishbowl because it's, it's yeah. so small. Law schools, you know, by and large are so much smaller than most people's undergraduate institutions. Yeah. So it's so much more of a tiny little fishbowl and everybody, yeah, everybody's kind of, you know, the term gunner, you know, kind of gets through. For a reason. <laughs> yes. I don't think I was that person. Um, but it, yeah, the competitiveness that I felt both academically and socially was, and I think just some of the culture shock from going West coast to East coast kind of hit me like a ton of bricks when I went to law school. Um, and I, I, I think I shook out. Okay. But it, yeah, I just remember it being a really confusing and complicated time in my life. And I had gone from being kind of at the top of my class, you know, kick butt, you know, 4.0 GPA person in undergrad to, yeah, being in a small environment with a ton of really smart people. Yeah. I and definitely I had put, that experience too of being like, and I think everyone in law school was sort of top of their class. Everyone's used to being the best, but then you get into law school and not everyone can be top of the class. <laughs> no, I never, I don't know that I'd really been graded on a curve yeah. like that before. Yeah. Um, and I got, I got spanked by it a few times. You know, I'm not too proud to yeah. admit that this many years later. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, and it was, yeah, it was very um, humbling. Yes. And <laughs> I, yeah, I, I learned a lot, but yeah, when, and someone was like, did you, if, but the question is if you, did you like law school? Did you enjoy law school? It, it's, it was a mixed bag. But, yeah, yeah, but I was young, and I think that, frankly, almost any experience I dived into at that point in my life might have felt the same way. Yeah, but it does put in context that we're making this huge sort of commitment at a point in time when you are really young, and maybe not, you know, completely with your feet on the ground about it, what it is you want to do in a lot of different ways. But then you're on this path down, you know, your legal practice. And you look back and I think the same thing. I mean, I took three years off, but I still think, God, I was young. <laughs> and I only took the one year off I took because yeah. I graduated college at 21. Yeah. Yeah. As did so I. actually, I think I was 20 and a half. I mean, I was like shy maybe at wow. 21. Yeah. So I graduated college super duper young. And so I only took even the one year off I took because I was like, I'm 
stupidly young to be moving to the East Coast. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have benefited for probably some more years off. Um, and I definitely look looked at at the time and certainly in hindsight at my older law school classmates, maybe ones who were already married or had families or had had other careers first. They were so much more grounded. Yeah. You know, they were so yeah. much more sure of their purpose. <laughs> yeah. um, they admired so much less in some of the social BS. And, right. you know, and I think that obviously really served them. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have a sense in terms of sort of substantively what areas interested you or did you have an idea of what kind of law you wanted to practice after you graduated? I, yeah, I did. I, um, I, I, was t- I took on, a, you know, again, I, I, I can admit I, I took on a lot of student debt to go to law school. Yeah. So I, I, as much as I, in deep in my heart, was sort of a public policy advocacy do-gooder type, I mm-hmm. knew that, I, you know, financially I was going to need to try to get good enough grades to get a real good law firm job, at least for some amount of time afterwards to pay off some yeah. of my debt. Um, so I right. kind of went into it knowing I'm going to need to think about the firm thing and what kind of practice group I might want to be a part of. And really early on in law school, I, I kind of decided I wanted to do trust and estates. And I took okay. all of that coursework, you know, that I could, ta- I took a bunch of tax and yeah, the, the estates and the trust classes. And I didn't actually ever end up practicing that. Um, so, yeah. but that was what I thought I wanted to do. It's not, it's sort of an interesting area of the law. And I always say, has the potential for one of the better life balances in a way um, than yeah. some of the other practice areas. I took the summer associate job that I did and then ultimately accepted my offer to come back as a first year associate at a regional, mid-sized regional law firm that had a really, really, really well-respected trust and estates department. And I chose that firm for that reason. But it just, it worked out once they actually brought me in as a first year, they had you rank which practice groups you wanted to be in. And obviously T&E was my first. I made no secrets about that when I was a summer. Um, and I got assigned to my third uh, choice of corporate transactions. And that's where they put me. And it was just, it was sort of not up to me. Right. Um, and I was pretty devastated. Uh, and it really wasn't what I wanted to do. But I think also I was grad- I graduated in 2007 right as the economy was slowing down and you know a year later it crashed so I think at some point I was like I'm just lucky to have a job many of my law school classmates did not coming out of law school and it was so I, I kind of had to make peace with I was not exactly where I wanted to be kind of I, you know I tried to have a good attitude and just kind of go with the w- where the waves took me but um, right I didn't really have the luxury of choosing what I wanted to do right away. Right. At least that's how it felt to me. And so how long were you in that corporate department? So I lasted at that firm. Again, I went in in 2007, the economy crashed the fall of 08. And I was swept up in the big string of sort of financial crash layoffs about six months. Yeah. So I was actually laid off sort of due to the economic downturn. Um, in I mean, I lived through that too. And it was just every time you walked into the office, someone else had been laid off. It was a rough time. Yeah. And I was a new second year associate <laughs> yeah. who was kind of like not really, you know, it was, uh, yeah, without going too far down that yeah. that memory hole, it was, that had been a <laughs> tough experience in a lot of ways anyway. Um, yeah. And I, I, I was fortunate, fortunate, I guess is uh, for me, not, it's a, I'm not sure that's the right word, but I know that so many people, my peers coming out of law school, 
who were either graduated or never able to actually find a job practic- practicing right. law or were laid off like I was and maybe were never able to get another legal job again, given right. the climate at that time. I, within a couple of months, was really, again, quote unquote, fortunate that I was able to get an in-house job, sort of a low-level um, corporate like commercial contracts attorney at a p- big public company. Yeah. And I, at the time I, I was just absurdly grateful that, you know, right. I, I was even able to continue being a lawyer because there were, it was, it was a rough time to be a, yeah. young, a young lawyer without a lot of experience in that economy. Yeah. So it's hard to ask yourself, Oh, what, what would I want when you're just trying to survive in a way? It was so bleak that it was, yeah. Yeah, it was basically, I truly was like, I will take whatever I can get. Um, yeah. And so I took that, but I, I had high ups for it. I was like, hey, in-house, people say that's the that's the way. Yeah. I did the in-house thing for um, a few years at that job. And I, I really kind of went into it with a lot of hope. It was Again, it was a little bit like, I'll take what I can get. Beggars aren't choosers. But I also went into it like, I'm going to make this job my, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be my own and I'm going to excel here. And, you know, this could be the best thing that ever happened to me. I really went into it with a great attitude. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was not a good fit. It was not a great company. Um, yeah. Miserable. Um, it was, it, it was pretty clear pretty early on that there was not going to be a lot of opportunities for advancement. It was a little bit of a, you know, it was a little bit of a boys club. Um, I definitely felt that I suffered from that. And as the economy began to improve, within a couple of years, I was, I, I kind of was like, can I just get back to where it all began? You know, maybe I'll just be, go back to a law firm. So as the economy improved and the hiring market was picking back up for corporate associates, I was able to actually get a job at a small sort of emerging tech company back in Boston. Um, and I actually went back to a law firm for a few more years. Oh, okay. And how did you like that then? And I think that for me is that was really and I, this you know the, getting into the meat of what this podcast is about you know yeah. when when did you want to become an ex lawyer right um, <laughs> I think once I landed back at a firm kind of back where I thought I was gonna be in the beginning and having survived the recession and I, I sort of was like okay this is my opportunity to kind of write the ship. Right. I think that was when I, I dug in. I was doing, I, I was back again, because that was my experience. I was already at that kind of point pigeonholed as a corporate attorney. So I was doing right. private equity and M&A and sort of emerging tech companies work. And I didn't, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But it, it was <laughs> a resounding, a resounding uh, <laughs> endorsement. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, it was, it was, it was all of the things people say about law firm corporate work. It was grueling hours, two to 4 a.m. It was a lot of unpleasant people. It was yeah. just big companies, big money, you know, high stakes that truly didn't matter to me that much other than obviously, you know, you're trying to be a zealous advocate for your client. Right, um, right. And I just, I did that for another few years and just was like, this cannot, this cannot be it. Yeah. This, this cannot be it. And I, I think that's kind of the, also the classic person who does corporate law yeah. for a while. Feeling. That's certainly finally, sounds familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. After, after like a weird, you know, I think interrupted cycle, thanks to the recession of, I kind of came back to that and then settled and was like, yeah. okay, so I've given this now a decent college try. Right. And Did you think about trying to get back into trust in the States or try to get out of this part of the law? Because I guess you had had the experience of working for firms, working in-house. So 
you had had a range of experiences, but all within sort of corporate. I think if I felt like I, I could, I would have. And that isn't to say that perhaps I just didn't have enough imagination and there might not have been a path to that. But I think, I think I, I truly had a, a lot of, I'm trying to, I mean, certainly not PTSD. That's not the right word at all. It's that, but just sort of like baggage from having been laid off and having struggled so hard to continue working as an attorney that I just, I didn't have a lot of confidence to kind of rebrand myself or go knocking on doors being like, can I be a trust and estates attorney now? I think I sort of had this like, I'm just happy to be here attitude that I, I didn't feel like the world was my oyster anymore, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And it does seem daunting because you get number of years, even a couple of years into a certain practice group. And I don't think, I do think you would have to think very broadly and creatively about how you would make a jump into such a different practice group, because it does sort of feel like once you're on that road, I don't think it's impossible, but I do think it's an uphill battle. Yeah. And requires I think that's sort right. of, it probably wouldn't have been yeah. impossible. I, I mean, I even had thoughts once, I think at this point I was probably officially about a fourth year associate, fourth or fifth. Yeah. I, I mean, I was talking to some friends who were at, uh, you know, mid-sized to bigger firms in, in the area being like, what if, could I not be a first year associate again? And, yeah. And, think, and I was, I was even spinning it to people like, think of the value of hiring a first year who's actually practiced law and been in a firm and is also slightly older and yeah. has some perspective as a first, like I'm not just some naive fresh out of law school, right? you know, person, but I'm perfectly willing to start from scratch if a firm would take me yeah. into their tax or T&E department. Um, and sort of work my way back up from the bottom. And people kind of was like, no, that makes total sense. That's a great idea. But what I always heard is that's just not how it's done. Right. We just don't, we don't, we just don't do that. And I think this is what's hard about the practice of law is, is that is the answer to a lot of things (laughs) is that you're living in a universe that does things a certain way. And it's hard to break out of that because the system is pretty entrenched. They, they want to hire first years that are fresh out of law school. That's their that's their feeding tube. Mm-hmm. And to deviate from that, it, I don't know what they would be afraid of, but it just, I don't know. It's not the image. And yeah. I think that there's probably a whole bunch of experienced, bright, mature attorneys who might like to try a different path or practice group that would probably be really interested in maybe starting over. Or at least I certainly would have been willing to. And it was just sort of like, yeah, well, we don't do that. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I don't think it's, you know, even when you talk about going, you know, moving laterally, I think the assumption is that into a similar position at another firm. Um, but I wonder, I, I, I'm not an expert on this, but I wonder if if that's changed since we came out of law school as there mm-hmm. are just fewer positions and there are fewer first year associates. I wonder um, if there are firms that would be more willing, but I, it's certainly not an obvious path. You'd have to like go down researching. And you'd have to know, you mean, so I think you'd sort of, the the right place would have to know you and you would have to sort of have an in with them, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that, I think that firms are suspicious and wary of a professional person that they see themselves as, because I mean, really it's, it's kind of a demotion. Right. That, even though I, I wouldn't look at it that way, you know, given if it was what I wanted to be doing. Right. 
But I think that firms are sort of um, innately suspicious and wary of people that they view as sort of being demoted or downgrading themselves, which I, again, I think is the wrong way to look at it, but I, I sort of think that's the take. Yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can see that. And also just um, maybe you're perceived as not being reliable if you are switching Right. Like, well, what's made them? Yeah. Right. Which doesn't make Trade sense. Made I, stream, <laughs> which is, and, and the truth was, I mean, and I would have been pretty candid at the time. I mean, I, you know, yeah. for better or worse, I'm sort of say what I think. Yeah. But I never wanted or meant to go down the corporate law path that I was kind of funneled right. into. That right. was never actually really by choice at the time. Yeah. So I think, and I was still really young. I mean, I was not even 30 yet at the yeah. point I was having, I was doing this reevaluation. Yeah. And I, I just, it, it felt very unfair that I, I did feel incredibly pigeonholed in a practice group within sort of the law firm um, in the in-house world. Yeah. That was never what I wanted to do through, um, forces that were outside of my control when I was like 23 or 40 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, tough. And that was what ultimately led me to kind of go, this isn't probably then what I want to do. Right. Like totally just. Just yeah. Like then maybe just, and I, and you know, I had thoughts about, could I go be a law clerk in a probate court or a family court and kind of re and I, I absolutely looked into those things. But um, I think by that point I was, already had like kind of one foot out the door and was kind of already experimenting with right what I ended up doing after the law. So uh, what was it that you were experimenting with? Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll start from kind of the, the little seedling of how it began, at least within my personal life. I was yeah. on a weekend away with my husband who I met in law school and is also a lawyer. We were sort of that cliche yeah. couple. <laughs> and, um, I was still practicing law, but he, you know, he knew I wasn't super happy with the way things were going. And we were kind of having like a nice night away and sharing our hopes and dreams. And it was like, I truly felt like I was confessing some sort of deep, dark secret. Yeah. Where I, I kind of, he said, well, you know, you don't, what if you weren't a lawyer? What else would you do? And I, I sort of was like, oh my gosh, I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> um, and I, I really, for the first time said it out loud, but I'd been thinking about it. I said, you know, I, I really, I really want to be a photographer. Yeah. And it was just so out of character for me. I'm not a particularly artsy, fartsy, creative type B person. I mean, I am, if you know me personally, I am absolutely, you're like, yep, she should be a lawyer. You know, I'm just so kind of type A and opinionated and, you know, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm not very artistic, just innately. It's just not my thing, but I, I, I had, I've always loved photography ever since I was a kid. I was kind of even in high school, this is pre cell phone camera, pre social media, anything, but I had film cameras from the time I was in middle school that I was the friend who took pictures of everything, who had photo albums. I just, I've always loved documenting things Yeah, with my camera and it's just kind of been a hobby. Yeah. And especially as sort of the digital camera revolution was happening in the two, early 2000s, I kind of jumped on board that. I just sort of loved it. And I, I'd begun kind of stalking my favorite photographers and we had gotten married and I sort of fell in love with wedding photography through like having our own wedding and looking into other wedding photographers. And I become sort of a wedding photographer stalker. Yeah. <laughs> privately, which is, it sounds creepier than I think it was. No. Um, and I had this secret 
sort of thing online where I was like following all of these wedding photographers. Yeah. And wishing and wondering how they started doing that and wishing I could be them. Yeah. And so I kind of just confessed that like, I know it's crazy, right? Uh, one night to my husband and, and he, to his credit, just said, then why don't you do that? And I, I was kind of going, no, no, I can't. That's crazy. I'm a lawyer. I went to law school. That's, that's insane. I couldn't possibly do that. And he was just, he kind of said, go use some of our slush money. Go, let's go get a good camera. Take some classes. Yeah. Go find out. And so I, I did. I, you know, I was still practicing. This was all right. while I was still being an attorney. This was not like when then, and then I yeah. quit my job and became a photographer. Right. So right. that was, it was started as a side thing. Sort of yeah. it was almost like I did it in my own time, kind of privately. But I, for a few, the last few years I was an attorney, I was sort of secretly pursuing thinking about maybe one day becoming a real photographer. Yeah. And that was what I did. And that's ultimately- But that's a great way to do it, right? Because you're getting some experience. You're testing out whether you actually like doing it without jumping ship completely. Um, But I also think as lawyers, we sort of, I don't, I've had this experience too where Yes, there's a reason why we went to law school and became lawyers. It is it's probably that there is a part of us that is organized, type A, all of that. But I think in a way we're trained to sort of diminish whatever creative side we might have. Oh, and I sure. always said practice. I was like I don't have I don't have a, I don't have a creative bone in my body. But I've come to d- discover that isn't true. <laughs> I just didn't ever go down the road of thinking about it or pursuing it or acknowledging it. And I think that when we do allow ourselves to do that, turns out we might be more, you know, have more layers than we were giving ourselves credit for. <laughs> yeah. I've said those exact, I don't have a creative word yeah. in my body about myself for yeah. sure before. Yeah. But then you can build the confidence that you actually do and you can build those skills while not having taken the risk of leaving your job for it. Yeah, and I think that photography, especially the way you know with 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 the digital photography right. and such now, it's it is it is fairly technical. I mean, you do need to have a creative eye, and there's you know everybody has their own style and flourish. Um, but I I think that I actually really enjoyed the technical aspect of it, um, and I, I really enjoy that sort of the, even the editing and the computer based parts of it. I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, I I do to this now now. I mean, this was many years ago, but I. It's been seven years since I hung up my lawyer hat and sort of officially got a tax ID number, became legal, put up my website, started, you know, letting people hire me for actual money. And I've been a wedding and portrait photographer for about seven years um, since I, I, I call myself a recovering attorney sometimes. Yeah, that's what I call myself too. Um, so when you did that, were given your experience, did you conceive of that as a permanently closing the door to the practice of law? Or were you thinking, let's see what happens with this. Maybe I'll go back eventually. At the time, I I viewed it as permanent. Yeah. Um, I, I truly, I think I had had, like, as I shared already, I, yeah. I'd had, I had a pretty, had a pretty rough grow of it being a 2007 grad in that economy. And just, yeah, I'd been at some tough, I'd experienced like a decent amount of like crappy sexism and just, you know, I just was sort of like, yeah, forget this. 
Um, I, I've had a tough go. And I, I, by the time I left the law, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm never going back. Now that said, I think I'm a pragmatist enough that I have never let my bar membership expire. Um, so I keep up with whatever CLEs I have to and, you know, pay my dues every year and, and all of that. So I am technically still barred, um, to practice law. And, but you know, it's, if you had asked me seven years ago, I would have said, no, I will never be an attorney again. If you ask me today, I think my position has softened a little. Oh, interesting. I would I think it would know. go the other way. <laughs> yeah. I think that I've, I've kind of decided a little more like I don't, and, and again, without kind of going, yeah, the life cycle of a career and a job um, and getting too in the weeds on that. I think that I, I've now been doing this for seven years and I still love it. I mean, I'm a yeah. thriving, busy, excited photographer. But, you know, it is, it, it's sort of a grass is always greener. I mean, being this kind of business, like a small business owner in a creative yeah. industry, in a client service industry um, with sort of non-traditional working hours, yeah, you know, it comes with its own pros and cons. Right. And, and you have, you have do- small kids, right? So having some I do. I have probably children. is, is helpful at this stage worked. of life. Yeah. And it actually worked great for me when my kids were really young. Yeah. Um, cause I was kind of like super ready to get away from them sometimes. So having a wedding, <laughs> yeah. having a wedding to shoot for 14 hours on a Saturday actually yeah. kind of felt like an awesome break to go be <laughs> yeah. an adult and do my job. And, right. um, they were little and napping a lot or going to bed super early And my office hours were like seven 30 to 1130. Right. And I kind of love that. Um, yeah. Now they're getting to be a little older and I find that, they're in school more. Our weekend time becomes a little more precious. They are staying up later. So if I'm trying to get serious editing or marketing or web design or client emails, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you do behind accounting stuff done behind the scenes, that's becoming a little more challenging because my sort of evening office hours are not what they used to be. And I find life tends to sort of take over during the day a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, So it's becoming less of a fit for me, but just for kind of for personal reasons. Right. But, you know, I think that's kind of okay, right? I was, I was speaking with another guest who was talking about chapters in your life and the idea that it could be the right fit for a chapter and it's okay if that's not permanent. You know, yeah. I think we, I think we like, sort of feel like we have to come with a, up with the answer for the rest of time, and that feels know, unrealistic. And, <laughs> and I think there's a certain amount of pride and ego wrapped up in that because yeah. I, I've done, I sort of, I've accomplished a lot of the goals as a photographer I've set out for myself. I've, yeah. you know, made a certain amount of money, and I've shot a certain number of weddings at like venues that I sort of in the beginning dreamed about. Yeah, and I'm really proud of that. But I think that when I think like do I want to consider ever going back to sort of a more traditional houred salary job at some point? Again, I don't know that it would even actually be frankly at this point as a lawyer, but probably something in which my advanced degree would be, you know, a benefit. I don't even, I frankly don't even know what that would be. I'm at the like earliest little. Right. Right. Even considering that, but more than I ever would have thought, when I first left the law and started doing this, I would have said, I, I would have said, yeah, that. huh? Yeah, and that's now I'm only beginning to start of go, I don't know if I should ever, like, I, sh-, you know, never say never. I just don't right. know that I'm beginning to think, 
Yeah, but but I think what I what I meant by ego and pride is I think that now maybe if I was ever to kind of pull my foot off the gas a little bit on the photography business, I think I would feel like would people look at that as oh well she wasn't successful oh well she uh, gave that up. I think right. I would I would feel like people would be like well she was a lawyer for a while and then she was a photographer for a while and like the truth is who cares what people yeah. Did you feel that when you left the law, were you concerned about the perceptions of, you know, oh, well, you were a lawyer in a corporate department and now you're jumping ship to photography? Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, yeah, I think that one of the hardest parts about leaving a legal, my legal job was the, there was a certain amount of prestige sort of intellectually when you you know, cocktail party banter and people ask what you do and you say, I'm an attorney and I work for a blah, blah, blah firm. You know, we work with companies such as X, Y, and Z, you know, that, you know, I mean, and again, I, I hate, I, I truly don't like to think of myself as a person like that who cares about, you know, being, putting on airs. Like I, I really don't feel like that's who I am, but there is as an adult, a certain sense of pride and prestige, I think in a career and I think leaving the legal world behind, it may have been completely in my head more than in reality yeah. that I felt like there was a bump down in my intellectual esteem once I wasn't right. an attorney anymore. Yeah. Right. And again, that that was probably largely of my own making versus- right. And how do you think of that now in retrospect, having then gone on and been successful at something else? Do you sort of look back at that with a different set of eyes? Uh, I don't know that I look back on it. I mean, it, 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 I still remember that it felt that way. I think that now when I say I'm a photographer, it maybe doesn't have the intellectual prestige as being an attorney does, but people definitely think it's a lot cooler. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if we're talking cocktail party talk and people ask what you do and I say I'm a wedding photographer, you, I get a lot more enthusiastic, a lot more enthusiastically. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. How fun. You know, nobody says how cool, how fun when you tell them you're a lawyer. No, zero um, people. So Especially it's, a it's corporate lawyer. Actual prestige, but it's a little bit more like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Or like, that's so cool. Like that you must have some crazy stories. And, and I do. Right, you know, right. It's, it's a different type of, um, I think, vibe when you kind of are presenting yourself to the world as I'm a, I'm a lawyer versus I'm a lawyer. I think people just view you kind of, they get an impression of who they think you are differently from the outset, even though frankly, I think as an attorney and as a photographer, I'm still me. Like I'm largely the same person, but I do feel that people's perceptions of who they think I might be are like slightly different. different. But I think you're right that at the end of the day, you have to get comfortable with you being comfortable with what you're doing. And as long as you're comfortable with what you're doing, it doesn't really matter what these people think, but I don't, I think that's, that's very easy to say, but I think it is harder for a lot of us to actually accomplish that. And I think that is the place I am um, working into. I think, and I think a lot of it for me just comes from with, I think age and maturity. I think the older I get, I mean, I'm pushing 40 right now. And I think I'm right now, I'm starting to be like, I don't care what people think. Yeah. Like, you know, the people who know me and love me, if, I'm making them proud and, you know, they respect me. Right. You know, and I, and I feel good about me. Like I really am able to, again, it's still a work in progress, but I think that I truly am becoming more, more comfortable, I think in my own skin and 
less interested in what I think people's perceptions of me are. And yeah. th- again, I, I, that's evolving, but I, I, and I've talked to so many, you know, sort of mentors and, you know, awesome women that I admire a lot that are older than me who were just like, yep, that's a space I think that's really common at that yeah. age and phase. And I'm happy to be here, frankly. Yeah, I know. And it's sort of, I think, you know, for people who are a decade behind you in the process, it's helpful to just hear that that is a natural progression, I think. Um, And it may be scary to walk away from the prestige and the money of, of these jobs, but, you know, don't let your fear of what other people think drive your decision making because that's not a, a, a route to a happy career. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. And I, I look with, I don't have a lot of, I mean, truly, I don't have a lot of regrets in, in that sort of traditional sense of the word. I mean, I, I feel like I, at the, at the age that I was at the time that I was living in, I really know that I genuinely tried to do the best with the cards that I was dealt at the time. I mean, I wish that certain things had gone differently for me. Um, that things that felt like they were sort of outside my control. And I wonder how things, you know, again, I can't help but sometimes wonder, but they're not really regrets. And I, I'm really pretty happy with my life now. Um, and so I, it's hard to say that I actually regret anything other than I, I will say that I, I look at, there are other professional, amazing women attorneys, especially ones who I, I know graduated probably around the same time. Like they're about the same, you know, kind of class level I would have been. And I see that they've made partner in their law firms or they're like general counsel at these amazing companies. And I'm genuinely so psyched and proud of them. I don't know what the like opposite of schadenfreude is or (laughs) there's some sort of Latin word for like a jealousy that's not actually toxic. That's like a a jealousy that's like admiring. I I don't know if that's actually a word or a thing. It should be. It's this weird, bittersweet emotion that I have where I kind of, when I see right now other really, really kick-ass women doing things that I admire and that I think, I know that at a certain point in my life, I wanted that to be me. Yeah. And it's not. And I doesn't, I take nothing away from them and I'm so psyched for them. But they're, but also you ran a small business. Yeah. That's hard to do. That's that's kind of like, you know, there was that little law school graduate that thought that was going to be my path. And it's, and it didn't. But yeah, but you know, that's exactly right. I, that's when I need to sort of pull myself back from that kind of comparison narrative and go, yeah, but look what else I did. Yeah. Look because I, I like pursued this completely wild, crazy, creative dream and I've had super cool experiences and I've met some amazing people and I've made pretty decent money and yeah. I've made you know, I, this sounds sort of, you know, cheesy artistic person, but like truly I've created images that I'm really proud of that I know that my clients treasure right. and that is pretty fulfilling. Like I, you know, and I don't want to take that away from myself. Yeah. That's what I said. Cause when I hear your story, I think, wow, you know, maybe it wasn't the route you had anticipated, but I would, a lot of people wouldn't be 
capable of taking that step and building a whole business and having both the creative and the business ability to build something that has been successful for seven years. So on the flip yeah, side, I think, I think a lot I of focused... people probably look at you and have whatever this word is that we haven't defined, <laughs> you know. You know, and that's true because one of my yeah. dear, dear friends, she yeah. was actually a law school classmate of mine, but we weren't close in law school. We ended up moving to the same town many years after law school when we got married and we're having kids and we reconnected and we were maybe acquaintances in law school. And now she's become one of my dearest friends. And she is still a kick-ass attorney mom with a job that, you know, again, from the outside in, I find extremely enviable. And I, and I can only share this because I, she and I have just, we're close enough friends that we've shared this very openly with each other. She, I look at her with a certain amount of envy for what she's done. And I know that she feels the same way about me. Right, right. <laughs> she looks at, you know, and she's like, I'm constantly thinking of like, what is the thing I can do to quit my, quit this job? And like, where's my side hustle? And, right, you know, right. you know, what is, can I, can I, am I, can I bake cakes? You know, like she's constantly right. sort of joking, not joking about the things that she could do to do something that's outside the law. And it's, it is just an, I think we keep each other in check a little bit of like, yeah. And yeah, we're all pursuing our dreams and our own path. And we each really respect and admire each other. And, yeah. you know, I, I've talked to her about potentially, you know, considering trying to get back into a, I don't know if it would be a legal job or, you know, and she's super supportive of that. And anytime she talks yeah. about one of her, you know, ideas for ways she could quit the law and do something yeah. else. I'm always like, Hey, I'm the first person that's going to tell you yeah. how to be a small business. It's like, we will always support each other, but it's, it's fun to have that comparison. Yeah. Now. Comparison and support. I think it's nice to find people who you can trust to support you in whatever it is that you're, you're sort of battling with, whether it's getting out of the law or moving into a new business or, you know, whatever the endeavor is, but just to, to remember that there are people like that, just don't talk to the people that are negative Nellies <laughs> about whatever it yeah. is. You know, and I think that um, I feel like I've focused a lot in sort of the the law, uh, hi historical law aspect of my life. But the, you know, the truth is, the last seven years have been really, really awesome. And I, I do think that having been, in some ways, obviously being a photographer and running a small business is super different than being an associate at a law firm or being the cog in a wheel of an in house team. But in some ways. I would say, especially the law firm thing, but sort of in-house too, they're, the one way that I consider photography and a legal career extremely similar are that they're in different ways, both extremely uh, client focused. Right. And I, I will say having worked along other kind of wedding industry professionals that maybe didn't come from a more corporate professional background... I've, I've gotten the comment a few times from clients and other vendors that I've worked with that I, I'm a bit more polished and professional than certain others in the creative industry who've never had yeah. a background in sort of corporate work. Yeah, I believe um, that. That I'm extremely responsive and professional by email. That, you know... I'm, you know, just really organized. I'm, I have constantly have a to-do list and I'm following through with deliverables, you know, that I'm, and it's just, and a lot of the, those things are, are carryovers to 
being an attorney where you're yeah. having a huge billable rate to clients. Yeah, I think you expect a certain level of like deliverables and service. And I've, right. I've definitely brought that into my photography job. And I don't know that that's the background and experience of a lot of sort of creative industry professionals. Yeah. I think that is a very good point that, you know, we have these transferable skills that we don't even necessarily notice because we're surrounded by people with similar skills, but that when you put yourself in a different context, you realize how valuable those are and how not everybody does have those skills. Well, and the leg up of, I used to incorporate companies. I used to write, you know, their incorporation documents and their LLC documents and their, right. and their like basic commercial contracts. So that when I had a business, you know, you better believe I got myself properly, you know, incorporated and I wrote right. all of my own com- contracts with indemnity clauses and right. et cetera, et cetera. And I know for a fact that a lot of other photographers do not have not sort of CYA'd in that way. Right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've, I've had clients kind of say, well, that's a, that's a really well-written contract. Where did you get that? Or like other, other, you know, wedding vendors I've worked with, like they either don't even have contracts or they're, you know, not like, and I just will kind of sheepishly go, well, I, I was actually a lawyer before. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. And that still probably means something to them. It's okay. This person's on their game. <laughs> yeah. And I've actually had a, a surprising number of attorney bride and groom client, like wedding clients or, and they, and they always, either they know by the time they hire me, I think I say it on my bio on my website that I'm a recovering lawyer. So sometimes they know um, if they've read my website or um, but I get to know them and somehow it comes out and they're always like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, good, for, good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, listen, I want to start wrapping up, but yeah, if you could look, you, you know, to people who might be battling with this, do I leave the firm? Is there anything you would tell them, anything you might've said to yourself back, you know, when you were thinking through these things that you think would be helpful to know now? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's situation is so obviously incredibly personal. Yeah. Um, but I guess just drawing from my own experience, if there's anybody that was in a position even mildly similar to mine, I would say don't do anything rash, you know, sort of don't quit your day Don't quit your day job <laughs> yeah. uh, too quickly, you know, right, right. get your ducks in a row. I mean, I will say one thing I am proud of is I, and this isn't necessarily possible for everybody given their own reality, but I was able to work in private practice long enough that I was kind of like, I can't quit this until I pay off my, my, my student debt. I don't want to go jumping into a different career while I'm still paying off a degree for a previous one. So I, I worked pretty aggressively and, you know, sort of lived very conservatively for a while so that I could make that a reality before I actually walked away. Um, and I that's think that's great advice, though. I'm you pretty know? proud of. And again, yeah. I know that people, you know, people's jobs and experience, and, and right. like that's, that I had a, a certain amount of privilege that I was able to make that happen, and I yeah. really yeah. want to own that. But I, that was one thing I sort of I set while I'm working on this dream on the side. I want to make some sacrifices and some choices personally and financially, so that I feel that I don't have the handcuff of this law degree anymore. Wow, um, yeah. And that gave me a lot of sort of economic and just sort of, I don't know, personal freedom to not feel in, like literally and figuratively indebted to having right. to be a lawyer anymore. Um, and also, yeah, I that's think huge. just to always remember that the grass is not always greener. And that isn't to say that you shouldn't not be, that you shouldn't leave the law or that that's not the right path. But, you know, there are things about being a small business owner 
that are so hard. And there are things about going to a job with a salary and a boss that mm-hmm. are super hard, but that are in some ways easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no regrets about the path that I've, I've chosen, but I, I yeah. do think that I'm glad that I was relatively slow and deliberate about it. And so I would encourage that. Yeah. Oh, I think those are great pieces of advice. Well, Christina, where, if someone is in the market for a wedding photographer, could they find you? Well, um, let's see. My name is Christina Ward. Um, and my website is Christina Ward Photography, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-W-A-R-D. Um, photography.com and I'm based in the Boston area and I shoot weddings all over New England. Um, I do family portraits, but mostly kind of on Boston South Shore. So I'm kind of localized in that way, but um, I'll pretty much shoot weddings anywhere in New England. I, I've shot up in Vermont, Vermont, Maine, all over Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is your vacation actually <laughs> to, to chat with me. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate this was a lot of fun. I this was a sort of a rabbit hole of history I hadn't gone down in a while. It was a lot of fun to kind of reminisce and think about. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Christina talked about how her experience of both law school and early practice was heavily influenced by how young she was when she started. It's kind of crazy when you think about how young many of us are when we make this huge career decision and investment to go to law school. Many people don't have a strong sense of what practice area they'd really be into. And even when you do have an inkling, you can easily get railroaded into a practice area you weren't targeting, whether that's because of a bad economy or law firms placing you in whichever practice group suits them, regardless of your preference. Given all these realities, give yourself a break if you didn't get on the ideal path straight out of school. And don't feel alone if you find yourself left with only tricky options like changing practice areas completely or leaving the law altogether. On the topic of lawyers and creativity, we often think if we're the type of person to go to law school and have that kind of type A approach that we can't be creative. These are not mutually exclusive. Don't be too quick to dismiss something you might really love and be good at. Christina listened to that voice in her saying there was something about photography that just really interested her. And with a little support from her husband, she gave herself permission to really explore it. Do try to avoid talking to people who you have a sense will just kill your dreams right off the bat. It's often well-intentioned concern for you, but my guess is that we are all sufficiently risk-averse that we're thinking plenty about the downsides. We're more likely to need support believing a risk is worth it. Finally, Christina reminds us that with age comes more confidence and self-assurance and less caring about what others think. I can confirm that it's a really great consolation prize for getting older. But as our lives evolve, what worked for us before may not work anymore. That doesn't make it a mistake, it just makes it life. So make the best decisions you can in the moment Your interests, needs, and outlook may shift, and that's okay. I'll say this over and over. You do not need to have all of life and career figured out today. Just be thoughtful about the next step. 